Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to another episode of A Visit to the Mound. I'm Lark Smith, along with Stan Huff. And today we want to talk about baseball's winter meetings. They're going on out in San Diego as as we make this recording. And I've got a lot of questions about the winter meetings. I have been to one winter meeting back in the 80s. It was held in Dallas at the Anatole. I know that you've been to at least one, maybe more. Uh, and the I've first, been about seven of them. Okay. First thing I want to know about the winter meetings is, first off, who attends baseball's winter meetings? Anybody that's involved in any kind of professional league. It goes from the rookie leagues to A-ball leagues to double-A leagues to triple-A leagues. All those cities and their, and their uh, presidents and general managers are there at that league, at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the major league uh, teams are at the meeting with their, you know, their people, uh, and it's not only their owner and general manager; it's their coordinators and some some of their top scouts are there. Uh, also, during the re- during this win- the winter meetings, the really what you see most is that's when they start announcing players signing. Right. I believe they just announced Verlander right. and, uh, and Degrom and, and Trey Turner and Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. Trey Turner signed with the Phillies. Right, you know, so um, that that's a big deal. They make a big show out of it too. Okay, I mean those are the headlines that come out of it. But I mean, there's some you know just general business going on there sure. amongst all those teams that doesn't necessarily get the publicity that the the big free agent signings or the MVP announcements and things like that, they, that come out for the media. You know, this the, is true. We only get what the media wants to give us about, about the winter meetings. This I'm kind of interested in other things that happen. Right. Okay. Well, all the owners meet, all 30 owners meet and they're in their, their area. Mm-hmm. Then you got the, the players association, the union, mm-hmm. those guys meet as well. Okay. And it's mainly uh, on the player side. It's mainly uh, you know what's expected for next year, what they got on their on their deal and all that. And the owners, uh, I can't say specifically what uh, what they talk about in their meetings, but I know generally speaking, it's about money. Sure, and and how they can make more money and all this. And and in some parts of the uh, uh, owners' meetings. 
they'll have the the general managers will have their own meeting as well. Mm-hmm. All the general managers will get to get together and talk about you know how to drive revenue, uh, that kind of thing. I know that's happened that way in the past. Now each each uh, winter meetings is a little different than the other, but generally speaking, this is what they do in that in that arena. You know, you got the owners meeting together, you got the general managers are meeting, then you got the players and players association uh, uh, head guys uh, meeting as well. Now, scouts meet too. By the way, umpires meet as well. Okay. There is a big meeting with the umpires, and it goes from the major league umpires down to the minor league umpires. Okay. Uh, is that and, where they get these uh, new rules that are instituted, or, or they, they come down from probably the commissioner's office, or maybe the owners' meeting? You know, the owners get together and decide that they need to make this rule, and possibly. so they pass that on to the umpires, and the umpires pass it on to possibly. each other. And yeah, it, it, when they when they get out of the meetings, they make sure everybody's on the same page as far as how the game is going to be uh, conducted done, conducted yeah. for the next year. Okay. Now, let's go to the minor league side and affiliated ball. Mm-hmm. Most of the general managers that are there are there to find out about um, what what they're going to be able to, to do to drive revenue for their own city right. at their ballpark. Now, this is where you got all these vendors that come in and promote their goods uh, as to how it enhances that revenue. Like the promotions that they give away on you know right. bobblehead night or whatever. Right, and then you got the in the minor leagues. They have uh, they hire these acts that come in. And it, before it used to be the San Diego Chicken, right, or Max Patkin, the Clown Prince of Baseball, right. Now these are guys that I don't think are doing it. Max, I think, has passed away. Yes, but, but that was that's kind of the the thing that's that goes on, and and they book these vendors on particular nights, mm-hmm. okay? So the vendors come in and say, okay, I can be there on this date, this date, and this date. Right. And normally they're, they're there once or twice a year, in some cases three times a year if it's well-received. Well, uh, right. Um, so they'll make those reservations then. Get fireworks going for Fourth of July. Fireworks. Things, that's things another that deal. Yeah. Those vendors are there as well because yeah. they're they're wanting to do the fireworks at every ballpark. Um, <clears throat> I, I saw some light come in your eyes. Maybe there's some story behind fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I worked with a guy named Billy Connors. Billy Connors was a pitching coach, and a, and he was our pitching coordinator at the Mets when I was there. And he he became the pitching coach for the Phillies. I don't know the, the Cubs. And uh, he went over, and he was a pitching coach with the Yankees. Now, when uh, this was later on, when I got over the Yankees, I heard this story, and I swear this was the funniest thing I'd heard in a while. Uh, anyway, you know, when you said fireworks, it brought about the idea, i, I got to tell this story. So when you go in major leagues, when you go into the visiting city and their guy hits a home run, the fireworks start going up, you right. know, oh my God, fireworks. They'd make a big deal out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Billy was with the Cubs. And uh Billy was the pitching coach with the Cubs, and they go into Philadelphia. Well, the pitcher goes out on the mound and uh he gives up a home run. Boom, well the fireworks are going. I mean, they're going up all over the place. It's like it's like Fourth of July, July, right? 
So the next hitter comes up, home run. Boy, here the fireworks are going up. <laughs> going up crazy. And then the next guy comes up, and boom, there's another home run, and the fireworks are going off and all that. Well, Billy gets up, and you know he lumbers out to the mound. And the pitcher's really upset, right? He says, why are you doing out here? He said, oh, no, take it easy, take it easy. We got to give that guy a break up there. We, he's we got he he's got to reload those fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> got to wait for him to get finished reloading those fireworks. <laughs> That's what he told the pitcher. <laughs> so I thought, wow, that is something else. I mean, the guy was upset. He comes out there now. We got to give that guy. He's out of breath. We got to give him a chance to reload those fireworks. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> all right, so, okay, the uh, the minor leagues get together. Okay, now we got independent leagues. Well, let me ask you one thing about minor leagues. Sure. And the affiliated ball. Right. Sometimes affiliations get changed, you know, like San Antonio used a long time ago be the Boston Red Sox, or maybe it was Victoria, and now they're the San Diego Padres, or the, they were the Brewers for a while, the Padres. It, it, how does that happen that they end up, Changing affiliations. Okay, so when they sign a working agreement with a city, this is my understanding, mm -hmm. when they sign a working agreement with a city, it's not just for one year, although it could be just for one year because they don't really want to be in that city, but they got to have a city to put their team there. Right. So they're looking every year, or they're like the city, so they'll sign a multi-year deal, all right, as mm -hmm. a player, player development contract is right. what it is. Right. Uh, so when I was with the Yankees, uh, the Yankees owned, uh, they owned Tampa and they owned Staten Island. Okay. And I was in the middle at Greensboro. So I don't know who, I don't know where their teams are now, but, uh, the Yankees owned Tampa and the one below me, Staten Island. I was on the Greensboro team, although we were Yankee uh, personnel, yeah. it was owned by private uh, individual individual and they had a player development agreement with them okay, okay so that's since changed i don't know what's Gre where greensboro is right now they went to the marlins i believe but anyway it's that changes uh, occasionally so <clears throat> this is where they make these agreements in the winter meetings okay so all the minor league people are there and that that's discussed and who's needing to uh, change over or move move their clubs so that'll happen during the winter meetings now, also during the winter meetings, they have a job fair. Right. So anybody that's wanting to work in professional baseball, this is the starting point, and it's going to be in a minor league city, and you're going to work your way up. Yeah, that was that was my reason for attending the winter meetings back in the '80s was job hunter. Right. And I, I they, understand. And I realized at that time that working in baseball was probably not in my card simply because I had a family and I didn't want to move out of the city I was in. I understand. Well, and that's, there's the limitations right yeah, there. Yeah. That, kind mean, of, that, that, that's for a young man or a young woman that's not married yet. Single. That, that can, yes. that can, you know, live off of ramen noodles for <laughs> a couple of years. I agree with that. That's, you're not, you're not exaggerating. No, I'm not. There. No. Right. And, and then you'll move your way up the chain. And as long as you show that you're eager to do anything they ask you to do, you can move up that chain. 
Yeah, some nights, uh, some nights you're eating cold hot dogs that weren't sold. Yeah, I mean it was that's that's your dinner for that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's, that was it's, it's, for it's, the ball players too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tough road to to move up through. Well, you know, and what you mentioned that you know there is a part of the job fair is they they're hiring baseball announcers for their mm-hmm. radio broadcast. Yeah. Okay, that's now where I wanted to go. The uh, the affiliate radio station will usually send. Uh, well, not usually. I mean, uh, periodically mm-hmm. send uh, one of their representatives there with that uh, with the ball club that they want to be at, right? And they will they will go ahead and hire the uh, uh, the announcer for the radio station, okay? Mm-hmm. And will be paid from the radio station and the ball ball team, so they'll get they'll get their salary from. Yeah, yeah. It, Normally, they're going to have to also be a salesman. Oh yeah, they do. They got to go out and sell it. And normally, it's it's a hundred percent of the time they're going out selling advertising time, so they can produce those uh, those segments on the on the air. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I wasn't a salesman. I was a pitch man. I wasn't a salesman. (laughs) 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 I couldn't see myself going out and trying to sell. Ah, you sell yourself short there. I know. You sell yourself short. Anyway, anyway. So um, anyway, what other questions do you have? Uh, that that was pretty much what I had about the baseball <laughs> winter meetings. Uh, uh, how about the uh, uh, winter leagues and things like that? Are they involved in the winter meetings yes. and all the Caribbean league, the yeah, Japan league? Are they all come in for that? that yeah, as the well? Caribbean the Caribbean people are there. The uh, the Mexican league people are there. Uh, Korean league. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I'm not sure about the the foreign leagues. Like, yeah. Well, Korea maybe. And I'm, Japan. Japanese leagues yeah. aren't there, I don't yeah. think. I might send a representative there to see what's going on in yeah. Major League Baseball. But uh, How about the independent leagues, like like the Fort Worth Cats that you used to uh, manage or the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Railroaders that are up in uh, Cleveland? Well, they have their own meetings. They're there. They're there, you and, know, and they and have their own It was before session. they were like the stepchild that nobody wanted to mess with. <laughs> but now – they're taking more of a direct uh, approach with the Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball, they, they contracted 40 teams last year. Okay. Now, most of these players, they had, a, they had to go somewhere, all right? So uh, it's my understanding Major League Baseball moved in on three or four of the minor, uh, independent minor leagues as kind of a working agreement with Major League ball players, Major League teams, right? which is, in effect is uh, – it's going back to that. There was a time when everything was owned locally by the minor leagues, and the major league teams would come pay a fee for that, buy that contract. From right. The, all right. Now, then I think it was uh, Branch Rickey or uh, who's the guy at, at, at uh, Brooklyn? Uh, Branch, Branch Rickey, Rick, I yeah, think that was, was it. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that started buying teams and having his own ball players. And it, and it, it really it. That's it, how the minor leagues it, grew. That's how it grew yeah. exactly. At one point, I think they had fifty-two leagues. And that's probably why the Dodgers are always in the postseason because they built that minor league system from ground up and have well, always you, been one of the best. The it, Dodgers and the Yankees yeah. were the biggest. Yeah, are the biggest. That was all definitely. Yeah. So um, anyway, and it's gone back to where they're cost cutting now. So all the, these independent teams are now taking care of. Ball players, and what they'll do is they'll they'll sell the ball player back to the major leagues for a nominal fee, mm-hmm. anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars. Right. And what that's doing is recovering 
the contract money that they've paid out for the player. Right. You know, giving them yeah. uh, something to – you're not going to make a man off off the ball players no. because they really and truly – their their wish is to be in the big leagues, not in the independent ball. But they got to play somewhere to prove their medal, so they can get there. Right. Okay. So they're involved in the winter meetings as well. They are. So that's that, that's all encompassing, and that's a lot to get oh. accomplished in like three or four days well, in you know, one spot. This is another thing. I mean, uh, before I don't know how it is now, but before the umpires weren't hired weren't hired like f- from the leagues they really? were they were you know local umpires and all this and okay. now they're now the guys that aren't quite getting the jobs or or when they fill and they got extra umpires these umpires are going to these independent leagues now mm-hmm. and that's that's where they're getting their start and yeah. it's not a bad gig no they're not cutting their bad, teeth there yeah they're cutting their teeth and they're understanding what it's all about and the ones that that have their the persistence and the wherewithal are the ones that are going to go higher Okay, well, that solves some of my curiosity about the winter meetings. That is our time for this episode of A Visit to the Mound. We do thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments or anything you would like for us to cover, we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Visit to the Mound or visit us online at visittothemound.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast and be listening the next time that we make A Visit to the Mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.